Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all so much. And I want to give a shout out, even though they don't do it for shout outs, um, to the staff, um, to Ashley and Allison and Barbara, who have done so much uh, to help get ready for this. And so, tremendous job. Yes. All right. All right, uh, we are continuing in our Lent series, and it, uh, we're talking about Matthew chapter 7. And in Matthew chapter 7, uh, we're the first couple, we're really get to the, to, so I could get to the last four. Uh, the last four uh, days we have in this sermon, how I've chopped up Matthew 7, it's really uh, Jesus is giving uh, choices. Right? He's, there's going to be two choices, what, choice between broad road, narrow road, false prophets, uh, and false teachers versus actual truth. Um, it's, and so as we go through this and we go through this time of Lent, I want us to think about really our whole life comes down to choices right? in, in, in a moment. What is the right thing? What is the good thing? What is the lasting thing? But that's a little tricky for us because we have two choices. And if we go to Paul in Romans, uh, there's two of us. All right, there's the natural person and then there's the spiritual person. And so oftentimes our choices are going to be de- depend on who's running the show that day. All right? Sometimes I'm walking in the spirit and the spirit is... Uh, big and and thick in my life, and I can feel it, and I make good choices without even really thinking. And then the other time, the the natural person, the flesh, has uh, overcome, and I haven't been feeding the spiritual person enough, and so in those days, my choices could be a little suspect. Excuse me? Okay. No amens from you. Um, (laughs) So... Our choice on this, on this text comes from, oh, I didn't bring my Bible up here. It's in, it's in there. I thought I, I thought I knew it so well. So as I was telling the kids, it comes down to two roads, one that leads to destruction and death and one that leads to life. But the interesting, we, we can see that, but the interesting part is that um, the one that leads to life is narrow and hard, and the gate. I need my glasses. <laughs> I told you they take care of me, right? I usually have them strategically placed all over the church. So, are they not in there? Okay. Nope. If not, just bring me my phone and I'll blow it up. Oh, look at that. Thank you. Amen. Well, you hadn't heard the sermon yet, so. Okay. Out of Matthew 7, verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for the wide gate is broad and is the road that leads to destruction. And many will enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few will find it. This is the word of God for the people of God. 
So Jesus encourages them to make the choice for the narrow gate. Not many people choose the narrow gate. Now, there's a lot to unpack in such little verses. See, the way that is broad and leads to destruction is the way of the world, way of the natural person. And we don't have to be intentional about that. The world just comes at us every day through TV, through radio, through peers at work. The world is constantly coming at us. And there's a Carl Jung quote uh, that was on the walk to Emmaus. I think they still use it there. And it says, the world will ask you who you are. And if you don't know, it will tell you. And so in other words, we will just go with the flow of who we are, where we ended up what kind of crowds we run in. If you think back to high school, for many of us, we didn't choose our crowds. They kind of chose us, depending on what we did and how we acted and who we hung with. And so a lot of times in this world, if we're not making a choice to be intentional, we're making a choice to go with the flow of the world. And that's why it's broad. It's easy. Many people will find it. it. It is very easy to go down there. You don't have to be intentional about it. It's right in front of you. And it follows the instinct, the natural instinct of us to be selfish, to look out for number one, that animalistic instinct that we're born with. It's selfish. And so it's, it's very natural to the natural person. It's not natural to the spiritual person. And that's what makes the spiritual road, the narrow road, and the gate narrow, and few will find it. Because it's harder. Now, let me correct that. It's harder for the person of the flesh, the natural person. And in fact, I would say, when we go back and we look at uh, scriptures we've talked about recently, if you're in the Spirit, it's not that hard. If you're walking in the Spirit, the choices are going to come easier. Uh, it's going to be clearer to you. And we really, as a church, as, as a body of Christ, we have to be more attuned to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the Wesleyan uh, theologies that I think he has given to the world, to the, to the universal church. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit theology and grace theology. And the Holy Spirit is, is important because it is the entity of the the triune God that is in charge right now, right? Jesus has ascended and is at the right hand of the Father and will return, but it is the Holy Spirit that moves in the church and through the church. And so we have to be more attuned to the Spirit. Like we, 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 we as, as a staff, we're just talking about that. We went and listened to a keynote speaker at this conference, and he said, there needs to be a lot less strategy in church and a lot more surrender. Where we just say, okay. And you know when we heard that? About a week before, y'all came to say and say, uh, can we have a, a, a fundraiser here? When do you want it? Oh, about two weeks. Sure, let's go. Why not? Right? And the Lord has blessed it immensely. Because we were listening to the Spirit. We didn't try to manufacture. That's what the mistake churches do. They try to, and sometimes in our life, we try to manufacture some event or some thing, and it's God's not in it. 
We have to be attuned to the Spirit individually um, and collectively as a church. When God says, hey, I think you're supposed to do that, we don't, we don't ask how. We just say, yes, we'll do that. And we got to do that in our lives. We miss so many opportunities when the Holy Spirit nudges you. Go check on that person. Go call this person. Or maybe out in public at a store and the Holy Spirit, does, does this ever happen to you? The Holy Spirit said, go talk to that person. Go reach out to that person, whatever it is. And you just go, no, that's going to be weird. All right? You say, no, that's going to be weird. And the Spirit's like, go ahead. See, and the thing is, we're not going to thwart God's work. We're not going to stop it if we don't participate. We're going to miss the blessing. We're going to miss the opportunity to be God's hands and feet in this world. He wants us to be a part of this exciting stuff, but we have to listen. We have to be obedient. We have to surrender. Because so many times when we have those choices and God's nudging us and telling do this crazy thing. And you go, no, I'm not going to do a crazy thing. Well, we miss that. That's the narrow road. That's the hard choice. That's crazy to the world. That seems foolish. It's like, yes, that's the whole point. That's what's going to make it great. And so it becomes hard. And so it's not just a one-time road that we reject sometimes but it's many roads each days of our lives that we decide, no, it'd be a lot easier just to do what I normally do. I don't want to take my time to help this person. I don't want to um, go to that much trouble. I don't want to seem weird. See, then that's what's great about your past. I don't care about being weird. All right? All right Ashley, you can't sit on the front anymore. The other thing that makes the narrow road difficult is we can't see down a narrow road, right? Broad road, we can see down and it's clear and it's what it is. It's nothing spectacular. But the narrow road, the narrow path, the narrow gate is narrow and twists and turns and you can't see down it so we don't know what's going to happen. And that's where we have to trust God. God said, I told you to go down this road, choose this road. I didn't do that to harm you or to hurt you, but to bless you. And so choose this road. Go down this path and see what I have in store for you. But oftentimes we can't see, and we just have to be faithful. Why am I going down this road? Because Jesus said to go down this road. God said there's blessings at the end of this road, and we just have to trust that. We want to know that, but we don't know. There's this old uh, Jewish proverb that has this um, um, rabbi, and God takes this huge boulder and places it right in front of his door of his hut. He says, I want you to push that stone. And the rabbi was faithful. He would seem like a weird road to go down, but said, okay. And so every day he pushed that stone for a week and then a month and then going on half a year. And he just pushed and he pushed until finally he got frustrated, freaked out, said, this stone is never going to move. I've been pushing it for six months. It was never going to move and it's never going to move. And God reached down, picked up the stone, 
and said, I didn't ask you to move it, I asked you to push it. It's a thinker. (laughs) But oftentimes when God calls us to do something, he's not calling us to do it on our own. He's going to do it. We're just helping. And we just have to be faithful. Say, Lord, I can't see down this path. But your spirit's nudging me to go down this path. So I'm going to go. And I know you're going to bless me. But it is, it, there's no question it's harder because it's opposite of the world. When we say go down this narrow path and go through gate and in the gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the gate. But when we go down that, it, it's hard because it's so different than the other path that is all about comfort and ease and uh, self. We go down this path, it's all about being selfless about serving. It it, it doesn't make sense in the world. The world says, somebody hits you, hit them back. Jesus said, no, turn the other cheek. Pray for those that persecute you. Pray for your enemies. What? That doesn't make any sense. That's, That's hard. Exactly. That's what Jesus is talking about. My road's going to be different than the world. It's going to be harder if you try to do it on your own ability. And it's, it's, Jesus never promised rose gardens, right? He never said, he never gave the sales pitch that a lot of pastors give. Oh, just come and would you serve on this committee? It won't take time. And I promise you won't be up here every day. And that Jesus, I think every time a pastor gives that sales pitch, he just rolls his eyes. What did he say? He said, hey, come follow me. Hey, they persecuted me. You don't think they're going to persecute you? Hey, in this world, you will have trouble. Terrible sales pitch, but honest. He says, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because you're going to struggle with yourself, just like Paul and Romans saying, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I do want to do, I don't do. So there's going to be a struggle there. There's going to be a struggle in the world when you try to go down a different path than everyone else is going to go. That's going to be a struggle. Sometimes it's going to be people close to you. Sometimes it's going to be strangers you don't know. So it's going to be hard. Jesus tells us it's going to be hard. The path is narrow and it is difficult. But he says it is worth it. It is worth it. I was thinking about this when I, when I was in middle school. I used to do a lot of backpacking in Colorado. We went to Colorado. We went to New Hampshire. Went to different places. And I thought about this narrow path. And it's always the path that led to the most beautiful view that was the steepest and the hardest and the roughest. You know, if you went down a path and it looked like a big road, that led to a field. That didn't lead anywhere. But it was those ones that were overgrown that not many people chose. Those that were rocky. Those that were steep. If you'd go up those paths, you'd make it to a mountaintop. And views that only a few people have ever seen. That's the path Jesus says to go down. That's the path that says, Jesus says, is narrow, is hard. But in the end, it is always worth it.
Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your presence uh, here this weekend, here in this church. I pray for all of those that are struggling uh, with issues in their lives, that, Lord, are, have chosen the wide path in certain areas, and, Lord, because of that, they struggle, or give them the strength to go down the narrow path, the difficult path that leads to life and leads to life in its abundance. It's in Jesus' name, amen.